Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Jessica Benson is the host of the Jessica Benson Show with CJ Hurd. Catch her on the Grizz Radio Network. Right here on 92.9 FM ESPN. She is our favorite West Coast transplant in Memphis. She joins us now. Is that like West Coast fair to say, right? West it's kind of not not West Coast, but sorta. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's an honor. I always consider it West. I mean, I guess technically, since I grew up in Denver, I would be a mountain time zone. Right. But I right, consider right, Colorado right. West Coast. It's the it's the Great West. Yeah. Um, well, I'll tell you what. It's cold in Memphis. Uh, frigid in Memphis, sure by the way. Is. But uh, Gigi Jackson warming up the community, <laughs> like like Zebo basically when he paid the all those MLGW bills, right? Yeah, this is this is the equivalent of that. Yeah, I was. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. This is, this is Gigi Jackson giving back to the community. You're right. There was one incident where people thought he was paying them, maybe one time, and and that was actually not the case or something or other. But at any rate, that is exactly what happened inside FedEx Forum. You know, look, this season is <clears throat> is what it is at this point. The hay is in the barn. Too many injuries. Too far back. We understand that in terms of any kind of real contention, but. I mean, of the things that could possibly result from it, Gigi Jackson's development is probably at the top of that list, right? Oh, yeah. And, I mean, I think that's overall there are probably going to be so few opportunities to feel the kind of joy that Grizzlies fans were able to feel last night specifically because the stakes are a lot lower, right? But the Warriors, you're always going to hate the Warriors. And it's MLK Day. That's Memphis's day. So it just feels... It felt like the perfect opportunity to have a game where you actually felt really, really good coming out of it. But something that you will be able to continue to feel good about is seeing performances like that from Gigi Jackson. Like when you think about developmental opportunities the rest of this year, and you know, you never know what someone is going to look like when they make the move from playing in front of you know a couple fans in South Haven and being able to succeed in the G League to getting the opportunity to actually, you know, suit up in the NBA. And Gigi Jackson's early returns of, you know, two consecutive games now at 20 points. And I know so much has been made of there have only been two other players that age or younger to accomplish a similar feat, and it's LeBron James and Kevin Durant. And so you can get super hyperbolic with how excited you are about it. But the fact of the matter is he did it, and he did one of them on national television last night. So a whole lot more people know Gigi Jackson's name this morning than they did going into yesterday's game. And I think it really just shows not only does he have an NBA-ready body, like he looks like he belongs on the court, but now his play has matched up with 
some of the expectations that were there for him. I must say, Jessica, I was, uh, you know, I'm watching the, uh, I'm watching Gigi Jackson get an opportunity to talk to, to Shaq and, and Charles, the replay of it. And I saw this, uh, you know, this boyish sort of, I can't believe I'm talking to Shaquille O'Neal right now. I mean, the kid just turned 19 years old, and you get it, sort of the little boy coming out of you. I was so disappointed when Shaq literally says, I don't have a question for you, just congratulations. Like, it's it's still what you want, right? It's acknowledgement from Shaq. But Shaq literally, like, this is the point. Like, Gigi's still got more to do, apparently, even for Shaq to be able to prepare a question for the young man. He had to toss it That's to Charles. For, the man didn't even have a question for him. Just a, just in terms of, you know, uh, um, the way he handled things, right? I mean, uh, saying how grateful he was just to be here, I thought he handled all of that just as well, too. In, a, in the kind of professional way that you'd hope to see of a, of a guy older than him, I thought he handled that just as well. Yeah, should we just be grateful that Shaq knew his name? Like maybe yeah, that's maybe that's probably, the first yeah. step. Yeah. Step number uh-huh. one: Shaq learns your name, and last night he did. And no, I mean it was, for lack of a better word, it was adorable. It was genuinely a very wholesome moment. And watching Gigi come off the court, his dad was there, and the two of them shared an embrace. And I mean, he was he was crying. Nice. Like it meant a lot to him last night, and it was just yep. very yep. sweet and very pure. And he is 19 years old and one month. He's not almost 20. He's closer to 18 than he is to 20, and it's really, really cool to see the poise that he has already showed. And we talked about it on our show this morning, the eagerness to learn, right? Like, you don't always see that with rookies, and the engagement from Gigi Jackson on the bench in the middle of action, like, he is always making direct eye contact with some of the veterans of this team and and on the bench, you know, sharing time with John Morant and asking him questions and Desmond Bain. And it just seems like he always wants feedback. And that is not always the case. And so to see that mindset, to go along with, you know, the physicality and the athleticism that's there, uh, to see the mental side of it and and how eager he is to, to grow constantly, game in and game out, I think that's almost even more encouraging than, you know, the 20-plus points in the box. No, great point. How, how about a guy that is proving every night it feels like how valuable uh, he is, not just right now, but maybe to the future in terms of all the different places you can put him uh, and, and who you can put him on. Last night he's chasing around Steph Curry. Vince Williams Jr. gets the standard contract. We talked about this past week, but um, just continues to prove how valuable he can be for this franchise, doesn't he? Yeah, and you're seeing him develop as a playmaker, which I think has been really fun. Like, he had four assists last night and for a Grizzlies team that's relying Mm -hmm. on point guard committee uh, to see different players take strides in their playmaking abilities is something that's really encouraging for this season alone while they are without John Morant. Uh, But every, I mean, Vince Williams Jr. steps up every game. There hasn't really been a game that comes immediately to mind where you're like, man, that was just a total stinker. Like he shows up, he puts in the work, he's taken on the challenge of being that, you know, I'm going to go out and defend the best person on this court, and I'm going to love it, and I'm going to be a little bit of a menace about it and maybe, like, borderline psychotic, but in the best of ways. And that's what the Grizzlies were looking for. Like, the biggest storyline going into the season was which of these young guys is going to step up and grab hold of this wing position. And it turns out being a guy who was on a two-way at the beginning of the year and has now earned himself a full-time contract in the NBA. He has done everything asked of him and more, and it's exciting to think of – what his position will be with this team when they are healthier again next season. <clears throat> what were you doing at 19? I mean, I know obviously whatever, you know, the the college media professional equivalent of Gigi Jackson yeah. probably would be, but 
I mean, how close were you to that level of success at 19? <laughs> yeah, I was winning an Emmy, you know. That was just the, the greatness of it all. No, what was it? I would have been a sophomore, going to my sophomore year at yeah. USC. Yeah, so I would yeah, have just been... A bit I mean, that, but I'm just saying, that, that shows the gap. That shows the difference, right? I mean... You're right. I was not a professional basketball player. No, Jason's like, of course she was in school, right? Mistakes. Of course she was in school. <laughs> Gigi Jackson is on an NBA court putting up 20-plus points back-to-back. You know well, what I'm saying? I, I mean, there, there's oh, levels it, to it. I, yeah, there's levels. I had already dropped that, had already flunked out of college by that point. So there's <laughs> levels to it. And Jessica was clearly above me. And, John, you were failing, too, your first year of school, weren't you? Yeah. Uh, probably just more like scraping by. Yeah. Okay. D stands for degree. Je- Jessica, <laughs> was, was last night not also maybe symbolic in terms of the Warriors dynasty is dead? I mean, it, as much as we've talked about, you know, it, and that was great for the Grizzlies last night and particularly for those young guys, but I thought just as much the story, and ESPN is saying, you know, Warriors lose and Draymond Green's return to, you know, you know shorthanded Grizzlies. I mean, that thing looks dead to me when you are, uh, uh, God bless the Grizzlies and their effort when you're losing to a Grizzlies team that's this shorthanded. Yeah, so for those who don't know, I am I am married to a diehard Golden State yeah. Warriors fan, and I would say that, we had the funeral for this team in our household much, much earlier this season. Okay. Like, a lot of people were really eager last night. Um, they wanted to bask in Chris Luther's tears, and they wanted him to represent all sad, Mm-mm. depressed Warriors fans. He's already been there. Like, I came home. He was just peacefully sitting on the couch. I said, how do you feel? He says, I've said it once. Already I've said there. it twice. I refuse to care about this team until they make a trade. And losses like last night to the Memphis hustle you know, to some degree, Grizzlies help expedite that process in his mind. So I think that Warriors fans, while yes, it has been depressing and to watch they already knew. that. Oh, they only they only won four championships. What are they going to do? Um, but they've already been there <laughs> mentally, and so now to see Draymond Green come back and it doesn't change anything. Like this is what it's been for them. Um, they have some really difficult decisions to make. I think outside of Steph Curry, you have to look at this roster, and I know that there are really important vets on that team, uh, but what part do they have if the Warriors want to be competitive again in the near future? I'm not sure. It is kind of nuts. I mean, I do, I do think that was probably the bigger <clears throat> the bigger story of last night, all respect to Gigi, that, uh, you know, the, the, right. and, 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 you know, this is what it looks like, though. I mean, it does look like games like that where you lose to, you know, <clears throat> I mean, a, a listless group of NBA players. I mean, that's what we're talking about, uh, you know, just being totally transparent. Um, I, I would trade for titles for that, though. <laughs> I mean, right. I think everybody would. But the the, the, the off-ramp is, uh, is, is never really smooth with these things, you know? Oh, yeah. Well, and I mean, just think of the like the mental gymnastics at this point, too, because obviously the Grizzlies and it was talked extensively about the position they're in with all of the injuries to surmount. And it will be difficult for them to win a lot of games. They will win some games just because they're not built to just roll over and die. But you make comments like, well, at least the Grizzlies aren't, you know, worse than the Spurs. They're still able to beat the Spurs. And now you're going to have a comment like, well, at least the Grizzlies aren't bad enough to lose to this Warriors team. Like, that is a fall from grace. <laughs> the Grizzlies have one starter out on the court last night, and you're like, well, thank God they're not as bad as the Warriors. So it's a very weird, weird place to get to. Do y'all think it, and again, I don't have his contract situation from me. I just know he's, I mean, my gosh, would Golden State ever let him go? They tell you, no, we never want it. But, but 
is is Steph Curry destined to go down? Is he chained to the ship? Like he's thirty five, but he still clearly can play at an elite level. I mean, does he have to go down? Because because the one thing with this with the Warriors, I don't mind seeing the end. I like it for Draymond Green, for Klay Thompson, as nasty as he's been sometimes, and sometimes you know it's it's been a part of the rivalry, whatever else. But I don't mind seeing it. But 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 Steph is still playing at an elite level. Do y'all think? I mean. Jesse, you think he just ends up, you know, because of the ties you and because of the contract, you go down with a ship, or will we see a Steph Curry that's still competitive, you know, trying to win another one, maybe for another franchise? Oh man, that's a great question. And I really don't know because he feels so tied to it. But so much of the yep. ties to it are the pieces around him, right? It's been him, right, and Clay as the Splash Brothers, and Draymond and Steve Kerr. Like those have been the constants uh, throughout the last decade for the Warriors. Um, I think, if I remember correctly, he's on a four-year extension that goes through 2025, maybe? I, I Don't quote me on that. I'm not sure if that's correct. But I think there, I mean, there will be decisions to be made, but it would be, it would feel like such an absurd world to see Steph Curry in a different jersey, right? Like, there's just oh, such a connectivity there. Um, so, I guess we'll see if he wants, if he doesn't feel as if the Warriors, if he is hungry for one more ring, if four aren't enough, and he wants to go elsewhere to try to chase that in the sunset tour of his career, uh, that will certainly be something that we'll look and see if it happens. Talking to Jessica Benson, joins us every single Tuesday here on the show, Catch Her On Grind City Media, Jessica Benson Show with CJ Hearn, Catch Her On the Grizz Radio Network here on 92.9. So, the dying embers, the last gasp of the Pac-12 football existence is a Pac-12 football coach leaving for the SEC. <laughs> Uh, I mean, is, isn't that just a perfect way to to go out after a loss in, in the title game? Don't end it there because the story then really ends with another Pac-12 coach leaving the Pac-12 school that he helped turn around midseason to be one of the best turnaround programs in Arizona. And That's right. This, and he is now going to Washington. So they lose Kalen DeBoer. And my mom lives in the Seattle area, and she says that, Seattle Sports Talk Radio has just been a cesspool the last week. And the way that they turned so quickly, it has been just over a week since Kalen DeBoer led that team to the national title game. And they despise that man. And then there was some trickling of hope that, oh, maybe maybe Pete Carroll will want to come and coach at the UW. But instead, it's, it's you know, the Arizona coach who is now apparently bringing most of his staff along with him from Arizona and Arizona's off to the big 12 and Washington needs to situate itself to be competitive and an uber competitive big 10. Um, so it's just, what a sad, sad end to the pac 12, but feels perfectly chaotic as the conference was for so many years. Yes. You think Harbaugh's using the NFL to get this contract? Uh, yes. you know, with this, <laughs> yeah, that's what it feels like to me. Right. I mean, it, 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 that, that's the way to go. Stay at Michigan, yeah. get the language you want, be a King forever. I think you and I talked about it last week. Like, there's something so nice and comfortable about being at the tippity toppity. Like, you did it. You won the championship, and that kind of capital goes a long way, especially in a place like Ann Arbor, where life is all about beating Ohio State. And if you can win a championship, something they hadn't done since 1997, I think that goes a long way. And I do think and now, obviously, Harbaugh's in a position where he can leverage taking meetings with. NFL teams and he met with the Chargers and we'll see where else he goes along the way. But I still, my spidey senses feel that he stays 
at Michigan. And it would, I would be genuinely surprised at this point. Yeah, we'll see. Should be, uh, should be fun to watch. Jessica, you're the best. Appreciate the time as always. Thank Thank you. Thanks guys. See you later. Bye. Yep. She is Jessica Benson. Catch her on Grass City Media. Catch her on the Grizz Radio Network. Always appreciate her time. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It just kind of feels like it it kind of does feel like the hardball thing is not that serious in the NFL terms. I think he's using that. He's using that interview with the Chargers to get the the leverage you need to get this language uh, in terms of you can't terminate me if something comes down from the NCAA to get this language that he wants. That report from Dan Wessel looks Mm -hmm. real enough to me. I'm with Jessica. Like My spotty sense is telling me he is planning to stay. Um, Why, John? I mean, you go to the Chargers, even with Justin Herbert, and you fail, and you could be out of there in three years. Whereas with Michigan, they can never, to Jessica's point, you know, you are a king there now. Look at how they're feeling. They can never take it away from you, this championship, and, the, and how you did it too, right, in the face of uh, everybody. Uh, you calling yourself America's team, but in the face of all the controversy and everything else, like they will never forget that. You could have down seasons, and, and they'd still, you know, cower down to you. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. It just seems like a better existence. It's sort of like Cal at, uh, at Kentucky, in a way, maybe. You know, they'll chirp about you, but nobody ever be willing to say it's time. You know, once you've won one there and 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 raised it to the level you have, it feels like it. Why would, you know, Cal going back to that question about going back to the NBA, why? He got spit up and shoot out there by the Nets. I mean, he's a king in college. And so you're just, you know, you know it, 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 it makes a lot more sense to me for him to stay at Michigan, especially after what he's built and the kind of contract language he's going to get and the kind of, you know, money that's going to roll in that's already on the table, apparently. Uh, you know, the only, the only, the only Unless way... he just wants to prove it's a dad and brother. He keeps talking about that table. My brother had a Super Bowl. I couldn't even eat at this table. Dude, you got a national championship now. You're right there well, at the, yeah, table. That's all the table. Unless now, it becomes yeah. something within the family because he had made a Super Bowl and lost it. Unless it becomes something he feels like he's got to prove to himself and his family. Dude, you uh-huh. are set for life. You are set for life. And and I'd, I'd I'd phrase it you'd be you you'd be a fool to leave Michigan to go back to the NFL. Um, stay on what you've built, man, and enjoy it. Like a la Nick Saban, you know. Yeah. No, I mean I think that's uh, you know, that's the that's the thinking, you know. Um, but I don't know. I I, I get weird vibes with Harbaugh. <laughs> I just like I I was like those videos that came out from. You know, their locker were like, you know, for he's a jolly good fellow. Like, that was like the corniest national championship celebration I think I've ever seen. Um, I don't know. But he's winning. And that's the only thing that matters in the end. All right, we have a lot more to get to. Lots of potential um, coaching changes coming. Some very intriguing divisional round matchups set. But, you know, why do they call it the divisional round, Jason? There's no divisional games in this, in this, uh, in this, in the, you know, there, it's not about that. We should change the name of this round. It makes no sense to me. Well, it's where you divide the pretenders from the contenders, John. Well, I thought we did that way before now, but. Oh, oh no. No, they, no, you had a lot of, you had some trash in there, including a dead Eagles team, apparently. They shouldn't even be in the playoffs. They had already, yeah. they had, they, they had already shut down the season three, four games ago. My gosh. Uh-huh. You know, We've gone to seven now, as you know. Uh, you, we could. Yes. I'd probably be just fine going back to six. But e- either way, I, I either agree way. with you. I, was, I mean, I was thinking that when we were watching the Steelers play, like, yeah, I, mean, I know exactly. they, they kept it close, but come on, bro. We're getting some trash in here now. 
Yes, but there's some all that. All that said, the NFL is king. It will it'll probably add an eighth team here soon, John. An eighth yeah. playoff team on both sides. No, I mean, and, I, you're, and, I, and, and you we know. will watch as we watch every well, Thursday I, night. Yeah, when yeah, they have done right. games, we're closer off. to we going to eight than back to oh, six. A, a thousand no percent. A thousand percent. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field. It is high. It is far. It is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.